You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. In the summer of 2019, months before the COVID pandemic would fuel a massive expansion of podcast availability, an eventual acceptance of this medium, even from the most conservative religious circles, the Yeshiva of Newark launched its platform, fusing an enlightened series of shurim and contemporary topics presented uncompromisingly with serious interviews and dialogue with important figures in education, psychology, and mystical thought. The result shown important shafts of light on hitherto unnoticed problems and suggesting real solutions. During the global shutdown of in-person learning options and forced quarantines, hundreds of searchers across multiple time zones joined our Zoom live events every afternoon and evening. Sophisticated classes described the fundamentals of Talmud learning for adults who had been underserved. Scarly old hands joined Shurim and Yershalmi and Dafyemi. We were at the forefront of producing Hespedim for so many stalwarts of Torah and Avoda who passed away during the height of the Magefa. These presentations brought comfort and appreciation to the bereaved of our people. The platform routinely chimed in on the relevant issues and upsetting scandals of the day from a rabbinic perspective. We even offered options for healthy, life-affirming entertainment in a world bowled over by streaming services. With downloads approaching the million mark and an archival library numbering in the thousands, the Yeshiva of Newark podcast has been striving to continuously upgrade our content, professionalize our audio sound, along with altering approaches in light of much-appreciated listener feedback. I firmly believe that a niche has been carved out that resonates with many on the wide spectrum of observant Jews. This explains why we continually rank high in independent online lists of top yeshiva podcasts. This proud edifice I've described is in real danger of toppling and disappearing. We need the help of our listeners to continue to record and edit, to promote the product that has been a balm and instructor to so many. Just $36 as a minimum donation from a thousand of you out there will keep us afloat as a new arc of straight, intelligent, humorous discussion, lectures, debate, and inquiry, while the destructive waters of ignorance and identity politics, cyberbullying, crash around us. Your generous contributions will seal and galvanize this arc till it comes to a satisfying rest in an era of Beloi Ha'oretz Deo, heralding Mashiach, Bimheira, Bimeinu, Amen. Okay, Shalom, this is Surban Rabbanu, this is our second shir about Bikra Cholim. And we'll start tonight with a Gemara in the Dharam, one of the most famous Gemaras uh, about Bikra Cholim. Maise betalmed echad mitalmed Rabbi Akiva Shechola one of Rabbi Kiva's students had got had become ill of Chazal. Uh, was a very desperate situation. The the, sta- the status of medicine was definitely oymei uh, that this was something very serious. So let's see. And you already sort of get the sense. Why didn't anybody visit him? Right. And he was one of Rabbi Kiva's students, and yet was was there some fear? Was there a sense that their learning was more important? Again, we could see perhaps later a justification, but here comes Rabbi Akiva, and Nichnas Rabbi Akiva Levakroy. Ubishvil Shekibed Viribait Lafon of Choya. Rabbi Akiva brought him back from the precipice of death. And what did Rabbi Kiva do? Um, and you can see that as, as, they, as they translate, he instructed the students to care for him. They swept and they sprinkled water on the dirt floor before the sick student. So 
whether, you know, whether, you know, Rabbi Kiva perhaps himself did not get down, but Rabbi Kiva oversaw a cleaning of the, of the sick room. And because of that, he lived. The student was able to understand, maybe he had been brought back from a state of discombobulation about where he was, and now he understood that what Rabbi Kiva had done had brought him back. He had been close to death. Yotzer Rabbi Akiva v'dorash kol mishe'ein mavakar choylim ki'ilu shoyfech domen. So Rabbi Kiva went and made this one of his droshes, made this one of his campaigns that people should realize. He also Ravdimi Omar. Now Ravdimi many years later came back from Eretz Yisrael from Bovel. I mean, they'd already heard about this great story about how important Bikr Chaylam was. When Ravdimi came, Omar Kol Mavakras Achayla Goyer Moishe Yichya. Vikol She'enoi Mavakras Achayla Goyer Moishe Yomos. Hmm. So you are the cause of his death if you don't come to see him? My Groma. First of all, why are you the Goyerim of him to live? Well, we already saw from Bikiva that part of Bikr Chayla is recognizing the status of the person who is ill and seeing that what is necessary that needs to be done just from a hygienic perspective. But here, the Gemara asks, why does the visit somehow lead to his continued life and why does the non-visit lead to his death? So the Gemara speculates that maybe it's not because of, of the physical necessarily, but that can't be. It can't be that you that when you go there you 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 ask for him to die. So, seeing the person who's ill is going to lead you to turn to God in a way that perhaps the person himself is not able to. Somehow, and here we have the second category of Bikr Chayim. The Bikr Chayim is also about creating an emotional connection to the point that you can be mispalil that you can use the energies and heart and mind and soul. I saw uh, this morning, you know, in context of a lot of the imagery that we've had in last week's parasha about the menoira and the or and the shemin. So I saw something which it was somehow, it must have been in my memory somewhere, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. That was the idea that the psila of the wick that sticks into the oil and which is ignited and it's through the wick that the energies are able to be sustained. That the word psila, ha is the same letters as ha And said that that as much as we have our energy and even the the greatness of soul and power and recognition of what that is, we need the actual words of tefillah, that wick that is shaped and and inserted into there. We the tefillahs have to happen. You you can feel overwhelmed and and hurt and you can be crying and you could feel but it seems like you need to actually engage and put your desire into words your request into actual words roll it into that shape in order for the for the for the light to attach itself the psila the tefillah hat 
and you need to do that at by the chayla. So you do have the energy and the and the feeling, but that's a place to daven. And if you don't go, sounds like even if you might know about the illness, it's not going, there's not going to be that it's just another name that's on the Choylem list. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's sad. He's not feeling well. She's not doing well. Going there sounds like is going to be Bakoshas Rachamim. More than says, Rava Yumakadma de Cholish. When the first day Rava was sick, he told to the people around him, Don't tell people that I'm sick. Now, here you sort of have what people are, even we find today, people aren't necessarily at the beginning of an illness that has been uh, revealed or they've been told about and they have, that they're already ready to tell the world. Don't tell people. Somehow, you know, there's something about it. If, if everything becomes common knowledge, then it becomes even more permanent. Something about keeping things under wraps originally. But Mikan when it was clear, you know, Rov is not showing up to the Vismedrish, what's going on? Clearly, Rov is sick. Amrlehen, Puk Vachriza Bishuka. Go tell, go and make a big public announcement that Rov is sick. They called the son So this is very weird. Again, a, a, a great leader is going to have enemies. And you have to own up to that. Rav, like I call him the king of Shas. Rav, yeah, Rav had enemies. They called the son and you know what? Tell everybody that I'm sick. This way, the people that don't like me, in, in a way, they're going to be happy. We're not talking about non-Jews. We're talking about other Jews. They're going to be happy. There's going to be something in their hearts that, yeah, yeah, that guy is getting what he deserves. Yeah, I hate him and all his psokim and what he's doing in the yeshivas. Yeah, yeah. Mixir, but we know. says, don't be happy when your enemy is in a state of in a fallen state. When he's stumbling, don't be happy. Don't don't let your heart soar. When Hashem sees that, um, and he's going to say, what's going on here? Why are they, they're upset? I'm going to do the opposite. So it sort of works the opposite. If the enemies are happy, God is going to push back the other way, Shalvelach says, and not give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> you want you want him to go down, right? Again, I again I use a very ugly and perhaps, you know, but it were just something that's in my head, you know. Okay, we want Trump to go down, you know, let's let's knock him down. Okay, okay, oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> By him knocking down, everyone's so happy. We have so many indictments somehow. Ooh. What's happening? Like, like, is he getting more public support now? Right. So, in the I know Richard, but in the same way, you could somehow say, like, all the people who are against Rava, who are happy, God says, "You're happy. I'm going to make Rava better." <laughs> so, sort of like, so like, like opposite type of of, of uh, mentality. Now, Vidarochimli, and the people that are anyway close to me, the people who love me, the people who care for me, let them know I'm sick. So here we have another type of tefillah where, you know, are they going to come and visit Rabbi or they just know about it, right? Because the Gemara said earlier from Rav Dimi that if you're not there, you know, but but maybe if you're the God of Ador, everybody knows we, you know, when we heard about Yudayu Yisrael being sick, of course, the tefillahs go out, people feel it because they, they have a connection. Maybe this is really talking about someone who doesn't necessarily have such a public presence, Maybe you know that a person who isn't so well known and well loved, Rav, of course, was the God of Ador. 
So it could be just knowing that he's sick is enough to create the tefillahs. Maybe you don't have to necessarily go and visit. One could say that. Um, so that's the Gemara Nidorim. There's, obviously, we could go into the Gemara more in depth, but we're already seeing that there's something about, there's two elements here that the Gemara has talked about, which is which is the, the Rabbi Kiva's uh, hygiene patrol and just making the situation better. And then you have this sense of tefillah. The Ramban in Teres Odom writes that the Gemara in the Darim shows you that Bikr Chayom needs to lead to a cleanlier sick room environment. Again, remember the Ramban himself, not only did he write this important work that is the basis of the Shulchan Aruch of Hilchus Bikr Chayvan, the Teres HaOdom, the Shar HaMichush, but he also was a doctor for his own right. Many people, everyone knows about the other Moshe, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon, that he was a doctor. Well, so was the Ramban. Um, and uh, there are elements of medical knowledge scattered throughout the writings of Ramban as well. He obviously did not achieve anything of the fame and probably was not in the same league as the Rambam. But the Ramban did have Parnosa as a doctor. And as he says here, um, and here the Ramban adds something which has become an essential aspect of all hospital and bikrochoyim visits. And I, I believe it's the Ramban's own terminology which has entered into the halakhic world, past the Ramban in the Shulchan Aruch. There's some nachas ruach knowing that the person is there. Um, we talked, we mentioned last week the of Rav Waldenberg saying that the modern hospitalizations seem to seem to be. Uh, sufficient about cleanliness and making sure that he's getting the right care. But nachas ruach im chaveirov, that won't necessarily be there. And even, you know, you know, perhaps um, get well cards can do something. But there's something about lowering blood pressure there's something about feeling that you have a chance, feeling that you're part of the world. There's something about knowing that you're not alone. There's a nachas ruach that you have from being with the people that you're close with. And when they come to see you, the people that, and they, they might not necessarily be your closest friends. But they're people you have a connection to and you have a nachas ruach with them. This is, again, the terminology that the Ramban has employed. He then mentions the, the other aspect, which is Rabdimi and Rova's aspect, which is tefillah. But look at the way the Ramban says it. So there's something about kavana. It's about, again, I mentioned the psila, the way I said it before. There's something about being in that situation that leads to kavona. And the Ramban brings a proof to this from the mitzvah and the Torah, for the mitzvah needs to tell people but tome tome yikra, that, that they have, it has to be in people's consciousness, the mitzvah. People should be mavakish rachamim, that the tzaras should leave him. And therefore, the Ramban writes definitively that So if you go there, the mitzvah is really now, the Ramban says, double-folded, maybe three aspects, which is the physical situation, enhancing it in a way that is able to 
lead to alpiderachateva of medical knowledge, a a a betterment and a recovery, if possible. Two, bikrakolim is there to generate a connectedness, which is again a health element. The, the people will live longer knowing that they have what to live for, a, to generate a, a, a calmness and I would say a desire to, to continue, a, not to give up the ghost, literally. And the third is that no meetings are incidental. There, God expects our social interactions to be, in a way, a, a launch pad for appealing to him. And therefore, if you are going to go to visit this chayla, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to not just hear about it in the vaguest way, but it's going to be vivid enough for you that you're going to be able to shape the right words of tefillah. Those are the three aspects of Bikr Chayla. Rabbi Hiel Michal Tokachinsky and, and really the classic Sefer on Avelis that follows in the footsteps of the Ramban, the Gesher Achayim, says that one could probably say that there's Bikra Chaylim Beguf and Benefesh. The physical Bikra Chaylim, and there's the Nefesh, which is the Tfilah. The idea of Nachas Ruach, Rabbi Yechiel Michal Tukachinsky writes, there's just, just sit there, Lusheves al Yodoy. Now, I'm not sure if this is the same idea of Nachas Ruach of the Ramban. It could just be, I don't want to be alone. Someone should just be with that person. It shouldn't just be a nurse who comes in at sporadic times to check on the bedpan. There's something about just being there. The other thing that Rabbi Hiel Michal mentions is the obvious Shmira. We've talked about how last week, how you never know what could happen, you know, that the Tzitz Eliezer's view of the hospital, as I said last week, was somewhat utopian. You need Shmira. Somebody to watch the monitor. Somebody to make sure that the nurses are called in if something is happening. Um, Make sure so uh, uh, the, the the stories are legion and terrible about um, the the quality of of care. The especially, you know, don't get sick during the weekends, uh, the holiday weekends, as we know. So these are, uh, I think, the Rabbi Yechiel Michal has sort of expanded a little bit the idea of of <laughs> of nachas ruach. Tzavsa uh, and Shmira. Um, this is a tshuva from, as I said, from 1952. And it was in response to a Rebbe who was known as the Chechenov Rebbe. Um, he was, his mother was a Halberstam and meant that she was a descendant of the great Divrei Chaim, or Chaim Haberstam of Tzans. His father was, was, was a Rebbe, was, was, was Reb Rubin. But he somehow adopted both his father and mother's name, and was known as the Shkeskel Shrage Rubin Halberstam. And at the time that he wrote, he was, he was basically, at this point, I think he was uh, either 39 or 40 years old, and Rav Moshe gives him very nice covet here. Um, he was known in, as I said, as the Rav HaShoyo, because you can find his name to, in the in the in the in the, that era 
till his death in the 1980s, he was always being mavakish from the G'dayli Yisrael. Um, even as a young man, even younger than this, he had reached out to the great Litvish uh, Goyen in Pinsk, Rav Aaron Walken. He wasn't just in the Chassidish cocoon. He was involved in asking questions, and you find him everywhere as, as a mavakish ha'emes, the Chechen of him. And he had he asked these questions about Bikra Khalim in the modern age to Rav Moshe. So the first chuva has to do with uh, a, a question of, uh, of of a person who is a godel with a cotton, someone who's a, a, a higher status uh, to a a person of a lesser status. And Rav Moshe um, basically deals with the the answer to a to a question on one of the Achreinim that Rav Halberstam suggests. The next part of the Truva, which has been divided, I guess Rav Moshe himself felt it should be divided into two parts, but it was all one Truva, is about telephone. So, Ubedvar Bikr Choyum Ayudei Shaila B'Telephone. Shekosa Kvoy Terosei Harav it would seem that by calling a person on the phone, and he's able to answer the phone from his home or from the hospital, it seems like you aren't Makayim any of those principles that the Ramban lays down as essential for Bikrachoylam. You are Yotze. You wanted to say your yotzei, the gam ba'osa achas So as we seen from the Ramban and the way it was developed even further by Rav Yechiel Michal Tukachinsky and articulated by the Tzitz Eliezer, if you can fulfill one aspect of it, so your yotzei your choyva. I did bikr choyvam. I, I was yoytse my choyvam. Now, Rav Moshe is a stickler for imprecise phrasing. So he says, look, I'm going to grant you that that was a mitzvah that he did by picking up the phone. Sha'av shemakaya mitzvah the bikr choyvam. Don't use that term. Don't say that you're Yoitzi, your Chayva. Don't say, look, I couldn't go see him. I'm far away. I'm his friend. I'm Yoitzi, my Chayva, that mitzvah, as we mentioned last week, that's more than just Kamilas Chesed, that the Ramban said, the Rambam said, that it's more than just Kamilas Chesed, that the Rambam says becomes crafted and developed as a mitzvah derabonon, and it's a chiyuv for you, and you can't just say, I'm learning and I have other things to do. That's what we saw from Rechaim Kanievsky last week. I'm yoytze. No, you're not yoytze. Why? If you're not yoytze because your phone call did not really fulfill the, what Bikr Cholim is supposed to be. Now, so what does that mean? So in other words, basically, what all this means is that if you can't get to the hospital, you're not Potter. So in other words, it, don't say you're Yoitz and you're Choyva. The point is, is that even though you're in a situation where you will not be able to fulfill all three, you're not going to be able to see everything in the room to perhaps uh, generate a better hygiene. You're not going to be able, by showing up there, the, the idea that we mentioned last week, to give to the hospital staff the significance of the person you're visiting and sending them a very strong message that that person needs to be taken care of. You're not going to be yoyed say that. You're not going to help their, their health uh, 
providers do a better job. You're not going to give them uh, information. You're not going to be able to speak to the doctors that need to be spoken to to, to help them. So you, that means you won't fulfill the complete package of Bikr Cholim. But that doesn't mean you're poverson. The other two, the sense of Nachas Ruach, you have to be mispalel. You have to do anything you can. So maybe that you could possibly do on the television. I wanted to bring a raya from Simen Shin Lamidhei Sif Ches in Shulchan Aruch. So let's take a look there at Sin Shimon Amadei Sif in Edorim. Ein mevakrin loy lechoy le'ma'ayin, loy lechoy le'ha'ayin. If there are people that are suffering from dysentery, people are suffering various gastro diseases, visiting them is something you shouldn't do. They are going to be embarrassed by what's happening with them, and it's not going to be positive. The idea was that there are certain diseases that having people there actually makes it worse physically for the person who's ill. Any illness that it's gotten so difficult that it seems like it's beyond the initial stage, it's almost like they're being pushed towards death. Tokifle Alma, this world itself is sort of has attacked them. They translate it here as Gover Shavai. It's gotten very bad, but the, the Aramaic term is so suggestive. The world itself is sort of like attacking them. It's like they the world is too much for them. The Dibura. They can't really talk. By you showing up, you're going to force them to speak. So don't go in. So there's an assumption that he's not all alone, that there's others there that he can stand talking to or that are taking care of him. So Stay in an outer room, not in front of the chayla, and what? And ask in srikim lechabed rabbitzelfonah. Maybe, you know, maybe I can clean some stuff off. Okay, I don't want to talk to them, but maybe you know, I've got good shoulders. I've got some Mister Clean in the in the car. I've got a bucket. Maybe maybe they need something. Okay, okay. And you hear from the attendees what sort of pain he's in, but you're in that outer room. So the Chechen of her wanted to compare this to a telephone. So he says, It sounds like it is a kiyama mitzvah, even though you're in the outer room. So it's not like a telephone call. He says that's different, says Ramesha. There you're talking about that you can't go inside. There it's telling you actually what I'm telling you. That even though you can't see him face to face, you've got to show up at the hospital or show up wherever he is and to ask who is ever in charge how he's doing Again, to fulfill what you're able to do, even though I'm not going to call that your yoytz and the mitzvah. Ramesha is saying there's so many things that we do that we, 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 we are going to have to be satisfied, at least at this point, not satisfied, but we have to accept that we weren't mekayim everything. But, we, but, but that didn't make us potter from doing whatever we were able to do. He says, that's the Kiddush of the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch. But if you are able to, then you are mechuyiv to be mevakeh. V'shvil atam shimtenachas ruach v'zeh. First of all, assuming that he can accept you, 
knowing that you're in the outer room is not good enough. The nachas ruach, he says, it's not shayach shalei befono. The nachas ruach comes from the chayla sensing and seeing and engaging whatever sort of small talk conversation there is between the people of Israel. And that's asking about him in the back, in the, in the, in the antechamber is not that. And clearly, even though the Gemara says you're going to daven, it's not the same davening. Gam machmas misraga, he says, that by going in and seeing the chayla, the Ramesha says, maybe the tefillah will be miskabel there more. Not just because I feel it more, and I can, and the psila, as I said, it will attach itself to the fire more. Maybe there's something special about being in the room with that ill person and directing a prayer to God in front of them. Why? Because we know the Shekhinah is found with the Chayla. And therefore, the closer you are to Shekhinah, the greater possibilities of acceptance of the, of the Tefillah occurs. Now, you wanted to say that it's not like Rav Yechiel Michal, that it's a spiritual part of it, but it's the essential part of Bikra Chayla, is the davening that you do. And therefore, a telephone is like seeing. Now, as, as our friends at Surba have pointed out, that since 1952, 70 years have passed, the idea of somebody far away calling and connecting has become something that is a lot. Quoting Rabbi Yosef Eitan, Iskashris hamodernis ma'avsheris pu'ulis rabois loi mifkash fizi. Modern communication methods allow things that you don't have to physically be there. And again, you can see when this was written before Zoom, but I use Zoom in our title for this year today. The Machshiri Skype. You can actually see if you put a Skype, you put a computer there with Skype, with Zoom, with FaceTime, he can see the person talking to them. And therefore, these electronic inventions can do much to provide support, encouragement. And therefore, even if you're not there, clearly seeing that person in the state will lead to also greater tefillah. He also says that perhaps Skype should be and Zoom should be the preferred way to visit a person today. In other words, despite, again, we're now going to say that Skype and Zoom are able to be Yotze things that Rav Moshe felt that the telephone call can't really do because it can't really give you the regish of tefillah. It can't really allow you to see what's going on. But maybe now that should even be considered, other than crucial family members, maybe Zoom, Zoom access should be the essential, like, like, like default mode for people that are ill. You have the family, you have the health professionals, the team doing everything. And having all these people there is actually a negative. And if you would ask him, the person doesn't want to say no, but 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 the necessity of strengthening himself for each person coming in, he probably doesn't like it anyway. So therefore, the matzavim keila bikra um as he says, 
um, can be done with a FaceTime call. Now, sometimes that's also difficult. So he says, well, you'll send them an email message. You'll send them a text. A text can maybe be Bikra Choyland. It's not a Yodzi, but maybe that's also something. Um, now, this, of course, is relevant to the period of COVID and other periods where Obviously, you have to worry. Miriam was mentioning this in a larger context, but there's definitely many. I was in such a, a unit for a while in Houston, so I, I understand this, where you know anyone who had to come in had to come in a hazmat suit, especially if you're worried about possibly infections. Um, so therefore... It should be promoted, the, this, these methods. So this is what uh, Rabbi Yosef Eitan would like to put on today's table. Um, I go back to Rav just for, well, first of all, because it's Rav But secondly, I think there's a, there's a couple of beautiful things here that I'd like to share with you. Even though it's true that the physical part of, of Bikra Cholim can never be ignored. But tefillah, which is the nefesh part of Bikr Chaylim, has a level of mitzvah she'evshar la'asos ha'yidei We know that if you're learning Torah and a mitzvah arises, where Moshe quotes the Gemara in Ma'id Katan, then you're mechuyiv to make a cheshpen. Can this mitzvah be done without me? Many people will say, I'm not going to go visit that person. There's other people who could do the visiting. And they could perhaps sense what's going on in the hospital as well as I can. But Rav Moshe says, tefillah, your tefillah that'll happen based on your emotional connection that's going to happen through the sensory perception, that can't be done by anybody else. even though the other guy will also daven. So you should both go. But you can't say, well, someone else will daven. Your tefillah might be unique. Maybe it's your tefillah that will get him over the top. Your tefillah, the tefillah that you created, that you form, your feeling, that's something you can't delegate to someone else. The other parts, you're right. There's other people who have better eyesight and are better trained than what's happening in the hospital. So you could say, look, you don't know this guy. Could you go do it? I'll pay you to do it. Uh, I need you to help. So that person can be your shliach and maybe do it better than you. And you should stay and sit and learn. But Rav Moshe feels people should still go to Davin. You can't say, well, I have to learn Torah. And because I have to learn Torah, I couldn't do it. Your tefillahs are different than anybody else. Tefillah is so individual and so crucial. This is Rav Moshe. I mean, this is such an incredible idea. Because don't when the mitzvah is to go and be emotionally connected to lead to begging God for a change, for a lightning, you can't say, well, someone else can do that. How do you know? I promised you a connection to this week's parsha. The Chechen was a Mavakish. He asked, he searched, he looked, and he quoted the Sefer Ikarim the famous safer on, on philosophy, on, on the whole, a whole perspective on the Torah written by Rabbi Yosef Albo. Rabbi Yosef Albo, of course, who was a student of the great Chastai Kreskis, the safer Ikorim. Chastai Kreskis uh, had, had um, studied, I believe, according to the Abarbanel, he'd studied by the, by the Ran. So this was a, a great 
triumvirate of, of generations of thinkers rooted in, not in Aristotelian ideas, but really in, in, in the Chazal. So what did Rabbi Yisuf Alba write? God told him, go down, look what they've done to people. They've 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 built an Avodah and they're bowing down to it. So why didn't why was it that Moshe goes to this act? I can't believe it, and he shatters the luchos. Why didn't he shatter the luchos when he heard? So the the Seferi Karim says because when you see it, you're more affected. Says Rav Moshe, he doesn't care if it's in the Sefer Ikarim. Look, it's one thing if someone tells you something and then you go and see it with your own eyes. But when God tells Moshe Rabbeinu something, that is as if it's happening right there. Whatever God says, you're hearing it from God, just like you heard the rest of the Torah. It's imprinted on your mind and soul. So when God says they made, they did an Avodah Zara, Moshe didn't need any more feeling as far as that goes. Why? When you hear something from God, that is definitely in no way less than something you perceive with your eyes. Look what he says here. Even about how emotionally connected you are to that. Moshe and God is, is, is more than just a TV screen. It's the reality. So why is it? What about the kasha? Why doesn't he break the luchas right away? God didn't tell him about that there was something else. He heard go down because they they have that they that they have gone away from your derech, from the derech that they're supposed to be on, and they've made a false god. But what he didn't tell him was about the pleasure they were taking, the dancing, the, the, the promiscuity that was on display, that God didn't tell him. So Moshe had a complete perception of whatever God was saying, but God did not necessarily um, transport Moshe into the complete event. God didn't tell him about that, so Moshe didn't process that. Now, what does that have to do with the promiscuity? Take up Moshe. So it's in Moshe's mind, Moshe said, look, I'm going to show up. They're going to see me. I know who I am. When I show up, they're going to be they're going to be embarrassed and they're going to be able to do tshuva. So there was no reason to break the luchos to say, oh, they're not worthy of it. I'm not giving them that. They can still do tshuva. The breaking of the luchas means you guys have gone so far, there needs to be a complete rearrangement of the relation between God and the Jewish people. But when Moshe saw that it was more than just we've chosen some sort of medium to relate to God, we've decided to replace uh, you know, a direct involvement with a God that's without a body to some sort of symbol that allows us some sort of connection. No, no. There's dancing. There's mahoyalists. There's, there's, there's men and women who knows what they're gesticulating. There's rock and roll. Shuinian hoyalists? No. Hoyalists already? That you can't do tshuva so easily. Once it's already regressed to the point that they've, they, they've they, they turned it into a bacchanalian celebration. Uh-oh, seeing me is not enough. So Moshe decides intellectually, not, and what he see, you know what, I need to break the luchas here to stop everything, Shofra. Also, you could say, Gam Mishum If he would, he knows what that's going to mean. Seeing Moshe with an angry face, 
it doesn't have the same impact as seeing these beautiful heavenly items being shattered. He knows that when they see it, they're going to recognize what it is they've done. And so Moshe psychologically understood he had to wait. They needed to see that. Not that Moshe was overcome necessarily by, 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 by disgust. Moshe and Sefer Dvarim, when he describes what he did 40 years later, he says, I broke it, but you needed to see it. That was crucial that they should see the breaking. It isn't enough that he breaks the Luchos, but they, it has to be in front of them. And, and the very last Pasuk in Chumash almost is that Right? What's that talking about? The great things he did in front of the Jewish people? Rashi says that he had the, the courage the, to be able to break the luchos in front of them. So that explains the Ikrim's kasha. That's why he, it was impossible to break them earlier. And he had to wait until they saw But I agree. Hearing something from a person, you're right. Hearing something from a person, how how ill someone is, he could describe things as well as uh, Sholzhenitsyn. It's still not going to be able to give over what's really going on. Vadayhu emes sharia odif. Seeing is definitely better than his rakshas. You don't need to bring a proof to that. But don't think that Moshe and God was that way. Motion God is, is 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 the pure reality, maybe even a pure reality that what, what Moshe was seeing and processing Torah and ideas from God, even greater than anything Moshe could perceive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom.